I would like to step out of my heart and go walking beneath the enormous sky. Poet Rainer Maria Rilke wrote in 1918, probably consumed with a similar human anxiety to the one that we each bear every weird-ass day of our lives. This is the first episode of our new bi-weekly patrons-only podcast where you'll come on a walk with me, either literally or figuratively, from wherever you happen to be. Walks facilitate, by nature of our very biology, more creative ways of thinking about the world. They are a liminal place where small things happen that can feel big, things that can change you, especially right now, when walks are one of the only things we know are safe to do. But fair warning, this new show is very different from American Hysteria, and you'll have to be willing to roll with me out of history and logic and into that dreaded, meditative, contemplative territory of ethereal questions and embodied experiences, and perhaps, worst of all, the joy at the miracle of being alive. Think of it as a mix between an audio diary and guided meditations for people who hate guided meditations. I hope you might be willing to share your own thoughts eventually, too, so that we can turn this into a kind of collaboration. So if you like what you hear, please head to our Patreon and join the community. Hi, I'm Chelsea Weber-Smith, and I hope today you'll come along and walk with me. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this first of what I hope will be many walks together. Right now, I'm walking through a little park that I walk through every day to go on my same walking route. And I do this before I start work. And even on the weekends, I get up early and I come and I walk along the same route. And I walk through this park and the yellow leaves right now are so bright and like so heartbreaking that it reminds me of so many falls before sitting like heartbroken on other walks, right? Like in high school, walking was, and maybe a lot of you got this, like walking was sort of a sacred place. It was one of the only places that so many of us could go to feel ourselves, right? And to feel who we want to become without these very intense interruptions to that, um, whatever they may be. So I'm reminded of just the, the, confusion and just the like deep ache of being young and being so hopeful and so completely hopeless um and so that's that's what I'm thinking about today um and I think I think I still feel that way quite a bit um and I'm sure you do too but right now we're showing up to the first stop on my very special walk that I like to take every day. And uh, it's a tiny little pond. It's just a little guy. It's just a little 
goofy pond that's always filled with a bunch of ducks, including just this like very weird duck that like, well, not a singular duck, but a type of duck that has like a really funny looking puffy white head and like a weird little searing eyeball. Um, and, uh, and then there's, you know, they just like chill together. They're always cutting in and out of one another and their little pods, um, not very COVID safe. Um, but I like to just look at the light on the water, you know, the sky on the water. We are surrounded by impossible miracles. <laughs> and I don't know, it's something that I'm really glad that I've spent my life knowing is valuable. Um, and knowing that regardless of just the fucking horror of being a person and of knowing that other people are suffering and knowing these crushing things that we know as modern humans, you know, it's so easy to not be to be disconnected from the fact that if you stop and look around and you're like firmly in reality and you're firmly in the moment, then you're like, you can look around. I mean, and it's very like Eckhart Tolle new age stuff, but there's a lot of value, right? And uh, you know, you stand there, you look around and, and you're like, wow, like just seeing color, you know, just seeing, you know, especially if you're lucky enough to have sight, if you're lucky enough to, that's the other part, if you're lucky enough to be able to walk with me, you know, if you have that, the privilege of movement, you know, because so many people, so many people don't have that privilege for, for so many different reasons. And so I think this is accessible to all though, this being present in the world and experience it experiencing it and sitting in it and just saying like oh my god like the ivy on this tree is like so haunting and it's taken millions of years for us to be presented with what we're presented with now and it's just it's ah I could talk about it forever but I think, you know, I've spent, I've really spent my life as a seeker, and I think, you know, that that's a, that's a for better or for worse, um, for sure, and, uh, ah, man, walking has been probably the most important part of that process. Um, as I've talked about on the show, I was a hitchhiker for many years, many summer months, I should say. Um, that was a pure and utter attempt to find some kind of inalienable, inalienable um, truths. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but you know, you hope you find something on the road. That's where you go. The road is, I don't know, the road is nothing but, nothing but a walk uh, that goes a lot faster. <laughs> you get a lot farther. Um, but you know, it's, it's that type of, of liminal time and that you can set aside, um, to look for, 
for the truth, which is always subjective. Um, there's never going to be anything as, as a completely solid truth. I don't think science thinks so, but not I. Um, I think the mystery is what keeps us alive. Um, <laughs> thank you for immediately just diving in the deep end here with me. Um, as I trail off likely again and again, but that's what the walk is, right, baby? It's a, it's a chance to go places in your mind just as much as with your body. And, and, uh, man, it's just, the world is just so beautiful and so heartbreaking. I mean, like right now, y'all like hear this, I'm like looking at this tiny little house on this pond like somebody built this little house painted it blue I mean it's like dilapidated with green moss growing on the side of it but like somebody made this little house put it on a pond and the door is in the front I can't see it but it's facing the pond I don't know why someone would do this is it a dog house does the dog swim up from the water and climb into the house is it just a little sitting house maybe it's a meditation hut I will never know the answer to these questions, and it is this great mystery that propels us forward again and again. So <clears throat> we are now going to pass through an apartment complex um, that we have to pass through, so we're going to be quiet, respectful, um, and, you know, I think back on the seeking tip little walks, man. You, you, I don't know what you're looking for. And that's the whole point. And I think this really wonderful, um, little, we're going to inject a tiny bit of science now into our metaphysical <clears throat> time together. Um, but, uh, walking is, has been shown in, in like a lot of scientific slash psychological, whatever tests, um, that it actually kind of it, it, it sends more blood into your organs, which includes your brain. And so you can make different kinds of connections. You know, your brain is working at a different rate. And um, the, but the interesting part about it, too, is uh, that you <laughs> your brain then can't make sort of the type of logical connections that it would make otherwise. It does really well coming up with similes and metaphors. Like the test would be the guy being like, come up with an alternative um, metaphor to something like an opening cocoon, right? And then someone would come up with a hatching egg. And uh, that would be, you know, that, that's a sign of, of more creative, um, expansive thinking. Whereas they would try to uh, <laughs> have uh, somebody make like a common word between three different words um that sort of ordered them in some way I don't remember sorry um but they didn't they couldn't do that as well <laughs> so it's like after walking so it walking really does like put you in in this different type of mindset where where you make connections you wouldn't otherwise but you you kind of leave your your logical self behind and so let me update y'all um, I went through this other hole in the fence because I had to go, I don't know if I mentioned this, but to get to that pond, you got to dip through this hole in a chain like fence and then you're there and you got yourself like a little path to go around. Um, 
But then there's another hole in the fence, y'all. I discovered this. I'm sorry, I breathe hard. I'm really working on it. I walk too fast. That's part of the, the whole thing here. But, um, because I'm walking uphill now, of course. So, anyway, you duck through the one fence, pop around the pond once, then you go through another hole in the fence that I didn't know about until I discovered it recently. And it was so exciting to find this other hole in the fence. And uh, I'm passing a guy with two dogs right now, one little waddly person and one little black dog. So I'm gonna talk quiet cause I don't know, feel hella weird talking into my little microphone like a little asshole. <laughs> but uh, turning around here up on the hill, God, it is, I couldn't have asked for a better day to record this first episode. It's so bright blue and I should have brought my sunglasses, baby. I'm unzipping the old coat here. It's a uh, real golden, real blue, my two favorite colors. This is lovely. So anyway, whew, popping up this hill. You gotta go through a little neighborhood. Got a beautiful house right here with some um, powder blue, baby blue accents like trim it's really nice i think that's always my grandparents house was like a powder blue you don't see that a lot it's so nice anyway i'm sorry i'm breathing hard maybe you're on a walk right now i hope you are i wonder what you're seeing one day soon i'm gonna want to know this can be an interactive podcast so i'm gonna want to know what you're doing on your walks what you're thinking about and uh what else you think is valuable about walking? Because there's so much. <laughs> Passing a little moss-covered city barn, you know, and an old dilapidated basketball hoop. You know the kind that reminds you of something intangible about youth, right? You know, <laughs> something painful. Oh my God, you guys, I've only been to this other pond one time so like pray for me right now okay i think i just keep going up this street so y'all know those i don't know this might be a pacific northwest plant so just listen <laughs> so there are these like puffy puffy ass plants that grow kind of like kind of like reeds out of just the bushes, not out of water, but kind of that shape, but their poof is like, kind of like a dog's tail, like a border collie's tail, but bigger. <laughs> this is the poetry degree I have really paying off right now. But anyway, when we were kids, you pick them at the base and then they kind of look like, a, like an arrow or a javelin. And then we'd light the back of it on fire and it would be like, and then you'd throw it like a javelin flaming through the sky. We did that on a number of high school, stoned high school walks. Um, God, the walk, the young person walk. I don't know. I don't know if I'm alone in that, but even if it was freezing outside, it was just a place to go to be alone, baby. I don't know. I really think being alone is such a gift. It's such a 
wonderful, wonderful thing. And I don't mean alone in the big picture sense. Relationship-wise, I just mean, <laughs> I think there's a rooster in this city. <laughs> See? Miracle. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I just mean alone in the moments that you take to do that purposefully. Oh, here we go. We've got a rackety, rackety is a new word, a rackety old chain link fence here. Um, we're going downhill now, which is great. <laughs> We've got, we're gonna have to remember how to, I think there's like a little secret place. We'll see. Um, Oh, ooh, I know. Yeah, we got to go past this really cool place I forgot about. You know, this is what gives me life. This is what gets me excited now. And that's the other thing, right? This is like, I saw some tweet that was so perfect about, um, like, uh, somebody saying this was kind of in the first couple months of COVID. So put yourself back in that very different mindset. Um, and... It just said, like, I guess it's time to take another stupid fucking little walk. <laughs> and uh, kind of warmed my heart because I was like, okay, people who think walks are stupid are, like, going out and taking them. <laughs> and I think that's really nice. And I understand why walks feel pointless to certain, certain people because not for everybody, you know? Not everybody wants to do shit like this. Oh, my God, you guys. I talked about reeds. You know what I'm seeing right now? Cattails. Did I manifest it? Probably not. Wow. Love those, man. I used to hang on to those when I was a kid. If my pops would take me down to the down to the pond to catch salamanders, because that's that's a snapshot. Um, we would, you know, pick reeds and bring them back, and it would be like, I love this reed. I love this reed. I'm going to hold this reed in my arms for the rest of my life. But then it gets all, you know, it kind of blooms. And then it gets real messy with white fluff. Um, anyway, so now I'm walking through this side area that you have to kind of, I don't know, it doesn't look like you're supposed to go. But we're walking by and there's just like this long, very bright, vibrant, you know, about up to my, up to my abdomen, like the a wall of, of all different kinds of graffiti. Um, and it's really, really cool. Um, and then above it are like some nice fences that people have built like from the other side where their lawn beats it. So it's kind of like this weird little badass secret, you know, it's like the wall that's going on a smoking weed walk while the rest of the perfect family sits at their dinner table, ruining the day they ever had such a goth baby. I don't know. This is kind of expansive thinking you, you have on a walk like this. So, all right, we're at the pond now. It's, it's different than the other pond. And I think it's because of the angle. So this pond is like totally brown with all of the, the surrounding foliage because we've lost most of our leaves here. Um, man, somebody cut an old tree into a, a really nice path. And I think that they did that without anybody telling them to do it, like a forest service. Oh man, oof, we can go down to the water's edge. There's like a little chair that somebody, like a camping chair that somebody set up here and covered with a tarp. So I think maybe people go there, or maybe one person does. 
Man. Oh, there's one of those funny ducks. All right, wherever you are, we're gonna have a quiet, we're gonna have a quiet moment. So even if you're in your house, just have a quiet moment. Don't think about anything if you can. Just let all your thoughts go and, and just chill for one second and remember that you're still like a miracle. No, that's horrible. You're still, it's still insane, insane that we're alive. Let's just feel being alive. Thank you for doing that. I don't know, I, I looked over and I didn't even notice that there was like a whole little duck crew, like in a little tiny pond inlet, and maybe they live there. And one of them, is that garbage? Hold on. <laughs> no, that's garbage. Oh my God, America. I was like, oh my God, that, <laughs> that duck has such beautiful blue foliage, but you know what it was? Pepsi can. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, once you're having like a special moment like that, if there is any sentience to the universe, they're going to like make fun of you right after. I do believe, <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe in anything really necessarily agnostic, but uh, I do think a lot of times when I'm having certain moments, especially if I'm walking down the street, like my cocky ass being like in some dope outfit and I'm like oh yeah like I fucking <laughs> look sick and then I'll you know trip on a curb and be brought back down to the reality of my true self oh god there's another person coming I'm gonna hide I'm gonna hide up on this trail they're probably gonna come this way right probably just looks like I'm on the phone why do I care see my ego's getting in the way my true self which is talking to you on this walk Anyway, I'm hiding in the bushes. She's coming. She's got a very cute white dog that kind of looks like Chance from Homeward Bound. Voiced by, uh, who I just was looking up the voices and, and it's voiced by uh, Matthew Broderick, who I really do not like. But um, I like him as Simba. It's funny that Chance and Simba are the same voice. Whew. It's the kind of... Uh, kind of connections you can make out on a walk, mindfully talking about Homeward Bound. All right, now here, yo, she's gone. Okay, she's gone. So, <laughs> like this fucking bridge right now, it's like a little bridge, a little bridge. It's like hidden and you walk across it. It's actually not a little bridge, to be fair. It's like a constructed nice bridge that was probably built like 10 years ago. And uh, goes right over this wetland um, which is part of the pond but it starts to kind of look more like a marsh and you know my dad he was a politician for a long time I've talked about my dad a lot on the show my biological dad uh, and uh, he was a politician when I was a kid and one of the things that he did was work on saving the wetlands so I have kind of a special so we were in the wetlands sometimes and, uh, you know, 
He's in pictures in the local paper of him standing in the wetlands and taking the fuck on like the building industry in Lacey, Washington. Just like they hated him because he was just a pretty radical environmentalist. So I think that's part of it, you know. I mean, talking about the origins of my walks, it was definitely my weekend time with with my dad. Um, he would take me down to these nature trails called McLean Nature Trails. So if you're living at all in the south of Seattle, maybe you know that would be really cool. Um, but he would take me out there, you know, and it would just be a walk. That's what it was. We'd catch snakes, salamanders, as mentioned, um, and just talk, you know. And those talks really imbued me with the foundations of who I am and what I think and what I've thought. And, uh, you know, it's very new age thinking. It's, it was a good foundation in a lot of ways, but I don't know. Now I'm walking through like a community garden area, just following a path. And uh, sorry if you hear cars, there's a street. I can't stop the cars, I can't do it. But I'm walking through a community garden, everything's dead, but in a good way, because this is gonna be winter. We gotta buckle down, baby. Even harder than before. Man, winter's hitting me. I'm depressed about the pandemic. <laughs> Are you? Oh man, this is such a weird park that I didn't know was here. I don't know, it's just, uh, it's weird when you stumble upon something that's very established, like this isn't some, this isn't some uh, secret park with one old ass swing. It's like a nice park with like art in it, you know, it's like, a mile from my house and I didn't know it. Oh, by the way, I am in West Seattle. So that's where we're walking. I'm not gonna tell you exactly where because who knows? Who knows? I don't know you, <laughs> but it's very kind of you to be a patron. Wow, the sun's coming up a lot, a lot higher in the sky now and it's getting to be time to turn back which I'm gonna do now. I wonder if you're walking with me. I wonder if you're out there and I wonder if you're thinking about your past walks and maybe what revelations you've had. You know, I mean, when I'm going through something fucked up, I'm out the door, man, and I will walk for five hours and I will walk fast and I will walk furiously and I will be talking to myself and I probably look like a total nutter butter. <laughs> but like, I don't know, it's, it's so good for everything. You know, your body's moving. Like I wake up in the morning and I've always had a lot of anxiety problems <clears throat> that are usually worse in the morning. So it's like just getting out there and walking it off, just like walk off all your fears. And this is what I kinda wanna, wanna end with for, for this first episode. There'll be plenty more, but another sort of meditative thing that I like to do that I kinda came up with, uh, so don't try to say you came up with it because it's my meditation method. The spirit of the spirit of the Buddha, that is mine. 
anyway, um, something I like to do that I think is so important and I hope it doesn't sound whatever. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> so if you can, if you're walking, try to do it with me and you don't have to be walking. Oh my God. You could be walking in your living room from your bed, you know, because a lot of people write about writing as walking, right? You're walking through yourself. You're walking through a world you're creating. This walk isn't, isn't just for people who are out walking with me. It's for anybody who wants to come along, you know? I don't know. But anyway, this is something that I hope might just help even realign yourself with your political beliefs or with your activism or whatever whatever you do your work it doesn't have to be anything in particular but it's the thing that that snakes you um the fears that you have about the world but most especially about yourself right like the things you're afraid aren't true the fears you have of not being enough the fears you have of being a bad person um not not fulfilling particular roles, you know, failing in your relationships. So we're going to just let that go for a second. So the first thing you're going to do sounds kind of gross, but it's not <laughs> just kidding. I'm a horror movie fan, but all right, we have to get into our serious position now. So the first thing I do is I think of myself as having something vital and essential, um, and truthful, whatever that means, um, as my, my core self, um, your true self, you know, if you're into Eckhart Tolle, um, or anything like that, uh, that's covered up with all your layers of your ego, um, which I think is a really important thing, your ego, but we'll talk more about that. Um, but the first thing I really like to do is you're gonna think about yourself as a political being first. And not to say that, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to just come along with me without your critical thinking hat on because this is something we do momentarily so that we can do the work we need to do in a bigger picture way because we have to take care of ourselves, right? We have to know who we are. So anyway, enough interruptions, enough caveats. Isn't life just one big caveat these days? feels like it, which is good. Nuance. It's good, but not on the walk. <laughs> so first we're going to kind of unzip, take off our first layer of ourselves, which especially right now is, is our political self is our, and I don't mean your identity. I mean the political beliefs that you express, the stress of arguing on the, arguing on the internet, the stress of your family members not understanding you, of you not understanding your family members, of the terror of the last four years and before. Doesn't start or end here, does it? But I want you to just walk out. Just walk out of that layer of yourself. Just watch it. Leave it behind like a cartoon. You know, like the cloud behind you when a cartoon runs away really fast. Or... You know, if you like other, you can zip it off like a, like a skin, like a reptile skin. 
it's not going great, this meditation, but walk out of it. As Rilke said, poet, he said, I would like to walk out of myself and be under an enormous sky. That's not the quote, but it's something like that. So walk out of yourself. Walk out of the stress of that identity as yourself is, as political and being made of of what you think and believe. So now that that's gone, wave goodbye to it in your head. Now you're gonna do the same thing again with your next layer of self. And that's who you are to the people in your life. That's who you think you have to be. That's the pressures of familial relationships, romantic relationships, friendships. We really think we need to be a particular way. And a lot of times we do. And there's important things that go along with, with making sure that you're respecting and being conscious of the people in your life and, and approaching them through love. But sometimes we, sometimes we lose a big part of ourselves in that. And, and we just, we don't have to. So walk out of your, walk out of your fears of how other people perceive you, especially your loved ones. Just keep getting closer to the the part of you that just exists purely and without, without judgment. So the next layer we're going to do is our pasts because we may exhume our pasts for who we are in our culture of extreme introspection and psychotherapy, um, which of course I believe in a lot to a degree. Um, we're going to walk out of the things we think we've done, the things we have done, the things we regret, the things we're sorry for. We're going to walk out of our childhood pain, the things that we think make up who we are now, because we get that message a lot, that we are our pasts, and we are. We're the culmination of everything that's happened to us, but... We're a lot more than that. So I want you to just walk out of that. Walk out of it. Leave it behind. It's cartoon cloud. And then the last thing we're going to do is we're going to walk out of the future. We're going to walk out of our anxiety about what's going to happen. And this is a hard one. And this isn't naive, and this isn't anything. There's a full acceptance of where we're going and a dedication to fight for the kind of future that we want. But right now, in this liminal time, we're going to walk out of the future. We're going to look around us, and we're going to remember that underneath all of these things that we've taken off is a person who feels deeply and who can look around and know that we're in a miraculous place. Even the city, if you're walking in the city, it's so different than walking out in nature 
whatever you want to call it like I am. But if you look around, you know, look at the bricks, look at the sidewalk, look at the colors of the cars. It may not sound appealing, but this is what we have and this is where we are. And if we live constantly without accessing the part of ourself that that kind of really can guide us, the part of ourself that's not coming from, you know, coming from fear. I'm not going to say love. I don't know. You know, that's, that's too easy, right? But it's also true, isn't it? At the end of the day, cliches are cliches for a reason. But this got really mushy. But I hope, I don't know, that meditation really helps me. Um, I hope it helps you. There are many layers. Those are just the ones that I thought of today. They're usually pretty similar, but there's a lot of them. There's a lot of layers and we each have our own. So you can just walk out of them. You can leave them behind. You can pick them back up again. You'll pick them back up again, like your shadow. They follow you around, but you can also ignore them for a short time, genuinely, purposefully, not. That's the difference, right? You take an intentional moment to do something and it fuels the rest of your life where you need to be working for others and for new structures and new ideas and a really different kind of future, hopefully, than we're living in now. But we'll see. We'll see. But it's going to take, it's going to take heart. So thank you for walking with me today. And I hope that, I hope that you felt something positive. I guess that's all that I can hope for right now. But um, walking back by the graffiti wall, there's a discarded suitcase, hard shell. I don't know. There's a seafoam greenhouse and the siding's peeling off. I don't know. All right, well, thanks again. You know, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this uh, this show, we're going to be doing it over on Patreon, and and we're going to be inviting we're going to be inviting all types of things. I don't know what, but you know, people who are patrons, maybe sharing their stories, maybe going on walks with my friends from far away. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I want it to be interactive. I want to know what you're doing, and I really hope that. You know, if you do want to support our show, if you're able, um, come on over to our Patreon and, and we'll be doing Walk With Me's pretty frequently. Um, so, all right, well, I hope that your heart's feeling okay today, at least a little bit. And uh, this means a lot to me. So thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear a new one every couple of weeks, along with other bonus content, early episodes, and ad-free episodes, then head over to our Patreon and support our show and join our community. You can find the link in our show notes. The music for Walk With Me is by Miranda Ziegler, and I'm your host, Chelsea Weber-Smith.